Hello everyone, my name is Morten Zeja. I'm here today with David Timis, who is the out or in outgoing creator at the Brussels Global Shapers Hub. He's a keynote speaker and author on artificial intelligence, future of work and online learning. But David, why don't you introduce yourself a little more? I think you've done a great job already. Thank you for having me. It's uh, the future of work is probably the main topic around the other two are gravitating because AI is obviously powering automation, which is powering a lot of change in the future of work. Mm -hmm. And then also technology like AI is slowly but surely making its way into education. And especially mm -hmm. now in COVID-19 times, education is moving online. So it's becoming more and more digital. So they're all gravitating around technology and the way it's impacting work and education. All right, interesting. Well, you kind of already talked about this uh, or touched up on it right now. Just want to hear from you. What do you see are the, the trends for the future of work? What are the main uh, trends coming out these days and will come up in the next couple of years? Yeah, the main trend which I see happening already as we speak, which was, I think, already happening in smaller um, let's say um, bubbles, be it the bubble of tech companies, large tech companies where I used to work because I used to work for Google. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it was always um, the mantra of the company that we don't really care where you are, if you're in the office, if for some reason you have to be, stay at home that day, as long as you do your job, that's, mm -hmm. that's it. You know, we don't, obviously it's good to be in the office to network with your colleagues and we can't just work remote all the time, but having a balance between the two, it's not a problem at all. And we see now more and more companies were before, you know, the, the COVID crisis reluctant to this, now having forcefully to accept it that, hey, people are actually productive at home as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of them, if you have younger yeah. kids that might change things, but otherwise people can work and do their jobs independently and you can empower them to do so. And I think this, can, this is going to be the main change, the sort of questioning of do we actually need the office or, or do we need it only part of the week, maybe a few days to network with your colleagues and meet a few clients, and then you, you actually spend your focused hours of work at home. Mm -hmm. This is an open question, which yet nobody has a clear answer to. But my sort of a pr prediction is that it's going to be a hybrid mode, okay. which, you already, which you already see in many companies that allow people to go back to the office in rotation or for emergencies or for some sort of really important meetings and so on, while taking obviously all the healthy health measures into account. Mm -hmm. So the changing of the workplace is one big trend. Another big trend is is uh, connecting to my sort of, sort of second topic of learning, of, of focus, sorry, online learning, which is both within the workspace, but also outside of it in our personal lives. We're now more and more keen to do online learning. Mm -hmm. uh, I manage at Google, Grow with Google pro program, which is uh, one of the largest digital skilling uh, initiatives in the world. And I used to manage it in Romania. And I know, um, I think based on some, some public data they shared, my former colleagues shared online, is that in May, I think the, the number of um, registrations on this online course that Google was providing strictly just in Romania, in this case, grew by 80%. And this is something which Coursera, Khan Academy, and other online learning platforms have realized that this, obviously, situation is helping them grow because many people are stuck at home and they want to learn and uh, they have these tools which they already or always had them or already had them, but now they, they actually realize they're all there and they're, they're trying to leverage them. And this is happening in the workplace as well, that companies are seeing that, okay, we don't have the employees in physical, you know, physically with us, but we can help them grow and develop themselves uh, online with the mm -hmm. courses that we deliver. So online learning is a, a second sort of trend. So after remote uh, work, and then finally, I think mental health, I think it's becoming more of, a, of an issue or an opportunity, I think, because even before people were experiencing different mental health issues at work, but they were just disconsidered, whilst now more and more 
uh, CEOs and obviously the HR department, which is probably the department which should be responsible for this, is taking this more into account and looking at how mm-hmm. people uh, people's personal lives and now what's happening outside of their control with COVID is impacting their work and being a bit more um, flexible uh, concerning this and being more willing to let people off if they if they feel bad at some at some point, even if it's not a disease, simply if they have a a bad day mentally or emotionally. So I think this whole uh, topic became front stage uh, because of this difficult times we're all experiencing. So these would be, I think, the three key trends I, I foresee. And you foresee that these will stay with COVID? I mean, we see that this is happening or this has happened over the last now eight months or so, but this will also stay beyond. When, if there one day is a vaccine, this will stick around. For sure. I think remote learning, you cannot tell an employee now, which was part of an organization that maybe for the past five years, Anytime he or she asked for a day to work from home, they were rejected. And now, after proving their employers that they were able to do even better work in some cases for the past eight months, there will not be any employer, I think, who would be able to say no constantly to an employee now asking the same question post-COVID to actually be allowed to work remotely for a day or two in the week, given obviously some some reasoning behind it. So I think it will definitely remain. Online learning as well, because people are getting more and more used to do online learning. The value of getting a physical degree, an expensive physical degree, is also lowering because now, obviously, all the universities have to do online learning. Mm-hmm. So then, what's the difference between paying for, you know, twenty thousand euros to do a, a degree in Europe somewhere at maybe a less relevant university, or paying half of the amount or less for a, a degree, you know, vouched by Harvard or MIT? Yeah. So it's also a big question, which which I think will not change post will remain the same as it is now, which is changing even post COVID. Mm-hmm. And finally, with mental health, I think this is also something that is is important, and I don't think it's going to revert back to employers being completely, um, let's say clueless to the the sort of challenges that their employees are facing, even if it's not the COVID time, even just having your daily life with all the challenges we have now uh, that are impacting your work. So I think these will all remain in some some form or the other. There are some industries that stand out to you where there's going to be a more drastic change than other industries? Um, for sure, the industries that were um, failing this digital transformation race were, were, were I mean, they're going to look completely different, I think, uh, post-COVID. Mm-hmm. And I, I speak now about everything from, I don't know, wholesale, construction, or all the sort of jobs that were done mostly physical before and didn't have any sort of digital capacity for them, they will be transformed. We look now into healthcare as well, using more digital tools and AI also to predict uh, COVID cases and so on. So everything will be transformed. But yes, definitely the digital laggards, as I would call them, will mm-hmm. be the ones which will probably come out of this crisis much more transformed than a Google or an Amazon, which were already working remotely, putting an emphasis on mental health in, in, in many ways. So all the trends I'm, I'm saying for the future, I already experienced them at Google, which you know for the post, past four years already was allowing people to work remotely, taking care of our mental health and also encouraging us to do online learning through some of the tools we developed ourselves. So this was already happening. Now it's just at scale, I think. Yeah, no, that makes all sense. Um, I mean, given your experience at Google and you've mentioned Amazon uh, and the likes, but what can small organizations, small companies do to be prepared for this change or to to facilitate this change? I mean, they can't start their own online learning courses. Um, Obviously they have access to to other outside resources, but um, all these issues happening, uh, putting in safety measures, uh, paying rent, which is much, much harder for a small firm than probably for Google that owns its buildings. Um, what, what needs to happen? 
I think it's a great question because as you already pointed out, for the for all the things I mentioned, working remotely, um, online learning and mental health, there are some free tools to allow people to work remotely, as we all know, to online to learn, learn online. So all businesses, small or large, have access to these. However, when it comes to the costs of actually supporting a team remotely uh, as, an, as a small employer, but also still keeping your office for post-COVID, this is something for which I think governments should step up and, and offer small and medium-sized businesses support, financial support, which many of them are already offering, to still be able to keep their businesses alive for, you know, when we come out of this crisis. So I think governments should step up all over the world. And maybe, and I was reading actually this week, consider keeping in place some of these um, subsidies, as we can call them, after COVID as well. So you can definitely make sure that the, the business is not stopping to exist after you also stop subsidizing it and helping it, uh, you know, when COVID will, will reside. So I think government support is the only way to 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 help some of the most affected businesses and people from this crisis. And my last question for you, do you have any advice for current students uh, what to focus on for to be effective in the future workspace? I mean, they won't be in the office as much to meet people. Um, mentorship won't be in person, most likely, it sounds like. How can they pick up good skills outside the hard skills, obviously, to to be successful in the workplace? I think it's a great question because I always used to answer this question, this question, especially if it's targeted at students, with the simple volunteering. You know, volunteering for me was the best way to learn at, the, at an age in which I didn't have the chance to manage people yet in a professional environment, where I didn't have the chance to experience some of the challenges I experience now as a young professional. But as a volunteer, obviously for free, I was I was involved in some great projects that enabled me to manage large groups of people and encounter some similar situations, which which I encountered later on in my professional career. Now, obviously, things are different. And I mean, you can still volunteer, obviously, but it's a bit different. Um, I would use this time, this COVID time, to really look a bit inside yourself to see what you want to do, to really do all these sort of um, tests, personality tests, to, to try to discover a bit what your passion is, because it's a great time to really sit with yourself for 30 minutes, which is hard for most of us, and reflect upon what you want to do in the next couple of years. Or you know maybe even more. Um, so yeah, I think nowadays the best thing to to do to use this time with ourselves is to actually to spend it with ourselves and to 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 ask and answer hopefully some of the questions that have been maybe in the back of our minds for some years, but then life was too frantic to really uh, think about them. And then obviously afterwards, my 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 advice remains: volunteer and you know interact with people as much as possible through volunteering. Because this is for a young person, a student, the best way to learn some of the skills that will be relevant, not just for their professional lives, but also for their lives in general. No, that makes a lot of sense. Well, David, thank you so much. This has been extremely enlightening, and we hope to welcome you back at one point. Thank, thank you, you for the invitation. All the best. Stay safe. You too. Thank you.